0: I don't, I don't ever want to feel like that again. I don't, I don't want to be the excessive warrior. I don't want to come home and unleash every emotion I've ever had on my husband just because he's my safe person.
1: Hi, welcome to VMRA. This is a place where we focus on finding strength through love for God ourselves and others in order to heal our minds bodies and spirit whether you are learning how to set boundaries finding your own voice or just need a safe place to feel understood i hope you join us so grab a cup of coffee put your earbuds in and join us as we learn how to live life better Hi, welcome to VMRA. This is Angie Schultz. Today, I have my very, very, very best friend with me. And we are going to talk about antidepressants, the stigma of it, and why we both wish we would have gone on it sooner. So hi, Amber. Hello. (laughs) Um, First off, I want to ask you, what type of medication do you take?
0: Um, I have been on Celexa for, I believe, 11 years now. Okay. And why do you take it? I take Celexa because I have generalized anxiety disorder. So,
1: I know that it took you a while to realize that... When would you say you first realized that you have anxiety and that you wanted something
0: to help yourself? Honestly, um, for me, it took having two really big life events happen. Um, I always knew I was a worrier and that I took extra time to think and rethink and rethink again every single (laughs) step of my life. Um, but it wasn't until, um, my mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer and at the same time, I was having some marital issues that I literally felt like, I don't I don't wanna say this lightly, but I, oh, I felt like I was gonna die. I couldn't stop thinking about things. I couldn't function. I couldn't, I had two young kids. I couldn't mom. I couldn't be a wife. I couldn't do anything. Um, and your
1: youngest was pretty young. Like how old was she? She was two. So you would have been fresh out of the postpartum issues, too. Yeah. Did you have any of that postpartum depression?
0: With Um, either of them? Not with the second, I don't believe, but with the first, I did. I actually, little side story, Angie and I were friends at that point, but we weren't as close as we are now, and I accused her of wanting to hang out with me solely to want to be with my, to see my kid, because... (laughs) That's how um, anxiety and postpartum depression, that's how they trick your brain. They make you think (laughs) weird, stupid things like, who wants to hang out with you only for your kid? Nobody. She was was calling me before I had the kid. She was asking me to hang out before I had the kid. But in my head, I was like, nope, she only wants to hang out with me for the kid. And I don't like that.
1: (laughs) Fortunately, we got through that. And now
0: you're my very, very best friend ditto. Um, we've, we've gone through a lot over the past 12, 13 years. Yes. Yeah.
1: And we've known each other
0: for over 20 years. (laughs) Yes. We, we joke that it took us far too long to realize how much we actually loved each other. (laughs) So
1: those people who are like, I've never had a best friend. Sometimes you have to wait till you're 40 and that's okay.
0: I mean, literally people, we were college roommates.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I think it was our anxiety that caused us not to be friends or best friends. We were friends. Yes. It's just, I think it kind of caused us to not realize because we were both overthinking everything. So, um, when you, what actually caused you to finally call the doctor and say, Hey, um, this is something that I'm
0: interested in. So I, um, I am a type two diabetic. So at the time I was going to the doctor every few months anyway so I knew I had a doctor's appointment coming up. Um, I had talked to a couple of my friends about what was going on in my life and both of them like simultaneously were like ask your doctor to put you on Celexa. It's amazing. It's life-changing and I was like well I think I'll let her know what's going on in my life and if she chooses to put me on something she will and my doctor was amazing when I walked in there and she asked me how I was doing. And I started crying (laughs) and explained to her, you know, that I was having marital issues and that my mom was dying and I didn't know how to handle life. And she looked right at me and she said, I think I'm going to put you on (laughs) Celexa. And how quickly did you feel a difference? Um, she said it was going to take upwards of, A month or longer to feel the effects I would say within two weeks I felt the effects (laughs) another stupid side story but when um, I didn't know that I had anxiety and didn't know what was going on I used to call my husband down to the bedroom at night Um, he was always on a different shift than I was so he would stay up later than I would and I would say help the mice are rocking the bed We have mice in the box springs we lived in the middle of like a cornfield so we always had mice in our house the cat usually did a pretty good job of keeping them out but in my head that was what was making the bed shake i'm like there has to be mice getting up underneath my bed and shaking the box springs well after being on the medicine for a couple of weeks um (laughs) i called andy down my husband andy down there and i said babe and he's like what's the matter and i said the bed's not shaking." (laughs) I did not realize that the shaking was my body not being able to turn off from everything that my body, you know, everything that my brain was going through, the anxiety, all that. Um, And the medicine helped turn that off. And it was like one of the most amazing realizations that I had no idea that it, that anxiety can affect you so much.
1: So that, so that was like 11 years ago, and it was caused by a circumstance, but you have chosen not to go off of it. Why, why
0: have you chosen not to go off of it? Um, because I realized that, one, I did realize in the midst of all that, that it wasn't just the circumstances that were making me feel the way that I did. They were exacerbating the issue, Um, but I realized in the midst of all this, that I had anxiety. I remember I had a coworker that had sent me a meme (laughs) and I, I will always like, she and I do not get along now. I don't, I'm not even sure, um, how we were getting along at the time, but she (laughs) she sent me this meme that said, I have 99 problems. I have 99 problems, but 98 of them are made up in my head or something like that. <laughs> yeah. i she I've said, heard that one. And she said, Amber, that is you. That is 100% you. She said, you, you have anxiety. And I was like, no, I don't think I do. I think I just, I, I, I'm an overthinker. And she's like, what do you think anxiety is? <laughs> and that's when, you know, I had gone to the doctor and the doctor was like, yeah, you have generalized anxiety disorder. Oh.
1: Uh, so, you know that you had it and all along once it started helping you and you started feeling semi-normal. When would you say, like, looking back from as an adult to either childhood, um, teenagehood, or whatever, when do you think the anxiety
0: started? Honestly, I probably always had it. I, I, I can't really think of a time when I didn't have it. When was the first time you can think back and you know you had it? Um, The one thing that I can remember is my grandma used to live across the yard from me when I was a kid. My grandparents owned the whole block that we lived on. There was a duplex and a fourplex and two houses. And my parents owned our house, but my grandma lived in the duplex across the yard. And I was spending the night at my grandma's house and back in the 80s we had these pencils that you're revealing how old we are 80s maybe early 90s something (laughs) that you could pull the lead out and then you could put it up at the top and it was you know little pieces of lead that it I don't know it was a mechanical mechanical pencil kind of like a mechanical pencil yes and I was using that at my grandma's house and I all of a sudden had a flashback that I had gotten one of those as a gift probably from my grandma and somebody in my class wanted it so I gave it away and I could not sleep that night I laid in bed and I felt guilty and awful all night long that somebody had spent the time to buy me a gift and I just gave it to somebody else so you know and I was young I was probably kindergarten first grade you know like really oh so I did not realize I was that young yeah okay that would have been
1: 80s (laughs) like 85 I know that um you had a lot of anxiety because you had some life events happening when we were in college, but um, you did not yet go to th- go on um, anxiety medication then. Do you feel like there was any stigma surrounding it that caused you to not seek it out sooner?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I feel like from the time that I learned about anxiety and depression, which was probably early high school years, that it was always... Oh, she goes to therapy for that. She (laughs) must be crazy or, you know, she, she's not right in the head. You know, that was always, always the thought. And so like, you know, I'd gone through a breakup in college that really affected me. And I remember having suicidal thoughts, not anything that I obviously ever acted on, but I remember feeling like I wish I was dead. I wish I wasn't here. I wish that I could just go away and thinking I could really benefit from going to see a counselor but what if they think I'm too crazy and they want to put me in a mental institution (laughs) I don't want my parents to worry about me I don't want them to think that I'm crazy I don't want them to think that they're going to have to worry about me for the rest of my life you know and I think that there was just always that stigma I think things got better the older we The older I got and I know obviously now I think society also got better towards it too I knew more people in therapy when I was in college but I still had that feeling of I am not ready I cannot put myself in that and and throw myself into the world and be like look at me I'm in therapy
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know that I remember in high school and I don't know if they still are that way now or if it's gotten better. But I remember hearing who went to the mental hospitals. And, like, you'd be like, I'm not going to say the name of the one that's near us. But they'd be like, she went to, and then fill yes. in the name. And it was always, like, this shaming thing that, um, like, oh, my goodness, they had to go there. I wonder what's wrong with them. And now I find
0: therapy is like my best friend. (laughs) I agree. And we we recently put my daughter in therapy um, for some, she actually, like mother, like daughter, has anxiety. And it's actually the cool thing now. I mean, she likes to tell her friends that she goes to therapy every (laughs) Thursday. So, So that's like the complete opposite of what I had growing up. Which is cool. You know, like I I like that she's not ashamed, but at the same time, like I don't know if we should be (laughs) excited about going to therapy as much as my twelve year old is. (laughs) Well, it's good that it's
1: now not there's not as much of a stigma, but yeah. Yeah. How do you think things would have been different had you been willing to get on medication earlier?
0: I think had I realized that I just wasn't a uh, an extreme warrior. That it wasn't just that it wasn't just me overthinking everything. That life would have been a lot different. I think I would have been a lot different of a person. I was perceived as shy, and I was told I was stuck up and <laughs> snobby. What was the word, Angie?
1: Uh, I think it was stuck up, wasn't it?
0: preppy oh yeah I've been told this several times now and I look at them and I'm like no and like I've had some guys that I went to school with say you oh you thought you were too good for me
1: yeah it's funny because we like in high school we went to high school together and we were in parallel groups like we weren't in the same group but our groups were kind of parallel our groups were
0: friends with each other we just weren't like we didn't hang out all the time
1: right and um it's funny cause those same words came up for me too. And I think it was, that was the way we were perceived and we had no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I literally was like, no, I was scared of life. I, um, I didn't date because I was afraid that I would get myself into a situation with a boy that I couldn't get myself out of. Um, it, it sounds stupid now because like, I know how to defend myself. I'm a big girl, but I just kept thinking to myself, what if they want to do something I don't want to do? How, how do I know that, you know, or how do I, how do I know they're not wanting to date me just for a joke? Thank you. All the nineties rom-com. For that. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had that fear for a long time. Like, I don't know if they really do like me. Maybe maybe they're just asking me out to be funny to be a joke, um, so I think there there's... was a
1: lot of movies that had that theme in there in the nineties. She's all
0: that. <laughs> yes, that that movie ruined me for a long time. <laughs> so I think I think life would have been a lot different. I wish I would have realized a lot sooner. Probably Angie and I would have become best friends a lot sooner.
1: Yeah, because I think like
0: when we talk about the past, I think we were always
1: inserting our own thoughts into the other person's head and they were incorrect <laughs> like uh, you I, assumed that i was hanging out with you because of your kid and i assumed you know certain things as well and um i think that we both were just so much in our own head that we had trouble just letting go and going forward
0: yeah i it's funny because this medicine has been a life changer for my marriage i remember before we realized i had anxiety we would fight and I, a lot of our fights would be my perception of how things were. And my husband would say, it's not always about you. (laughs) And it used to make me mad because I'm like, I'm not trying to say it's about me, but I understand now it isn't about me, (laughs) but in my head, everything is about me.
1: I think everyone kind of has that mentality until you recognize that you have that mentality. It takes that long to kind of get out of your own head. Mm -hmm. You didn't really know when I went on Celexa, because I I was on Celexa for a while, like about 16 years ago.
0: It was... When we first started hanging out, I knew that you were on Celexa. Okay. We talked about it. I think probably because it was about the same time that I went on it.
1: Yeah. Well, I had, I had started going on when you had around the same time you had your first kid was because I had been going through infertility stuff. And then my husband was like, wow, Angie, you need to be on this forever. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had been on it for 15 years until the time that I had my twins. And I just noticed it was, well, I, how I perceived it not working. And um, I kept thinking it did not work. And so I switched medicines. I went to, um, I think, Zoloft. And it's, a, it's of the same sort of brand of it. And then um, I just still just was going through, as I've said on here, I went through major depression. And um, so I tried going off of it. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And that did not go well, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> and then I went back on it. And it took me a while because of the whole stigma of going on to a second medication. And I ended up deciding, okay, I'm going to go on to a new medication and see if that one helps me. And the way that I felt as soon as I started the second medication, I was like, okay, I'm staying on both. But from an outsider's perspective, your perspective, watching me go through that, how would you say um, I am compared to being off and on and I'll try not to get my feelings hurt.
0: <laughs> it, it was hard watching you go back and forth just because I knew how much of an amazing difference it made for myself. And I kept thinking, well, first of all, I don't know if you know, but Angie is really smart. And so anytime she says something to me, I take that. I don't take it with a grain of salt. I take that as, <laughs> like, the Bible, like the word. So she was like, my doctor said that this stopped working after, like... A certain amount of years. And I've already been on it that many years. So it probably isn't working anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> if that's what you say. And so she tried to go off of it. And things just progressively got worse. And I kept thinking, well, maybe you need to go back on me. And have you ever tried to talk to an irrational person? You know that it's hard to convince anybody when, when they've got all this stuff going on inside their head. She knows the same about me. Yes. Because we both can be irrational to each other. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we we hide this from other people, but you know, me and her, we we know.
0: (laughs) We'll just start texting each other, and we'll we'll know that this is the irrational irrational time, and we'll just listen and and we'll be there for each other because we knows we know that at some point we'll both one of us will realize, oh crap, I'm being irrational. When I went back on it, did you notice a difference, or was it not until I went on the second one, or did you notice a difference both times? Um. There was a little bit of a difference when you did go back on Celexa. The, I don't want to say, they weren't really breakdowns, but they were. They were meltdowns, yeah. Me- yeah, kind of meltdowns. They were fewer and far between, but they were still there. Yes. And I was very proud of her because she was, even even if it was hard to get on a second medication, she was very, very good at advocating for herself. And she kept calling the doctor and saying, no, this isn't working. I need something. Help me, help me, help me. And I was very, very proud to see that because most people, myself included, would be like, no, the doctor, doctor wants me to do this. So that's what's going to happen. And she could see, she could tell for herself that it wasn't working. And so I, I really, really was proud, proud of you for that. Yeah. And
1: I, I know for myself, like I just wanted to try something different my intention was actually just to try something different but when I went on the second medication you know they told me it will probably take a month just like that I felt a difference almost immediately and I remember because I was driving to the zoo and it was the first time in like six years I had a moment of peace and it's not like being on the medication keeps that peace but I'm able to find it more frequently and it helps me be more effective during my therapy sessions with my counselor and that's what is huge for me and I hope that someday I can go down to one of them but I don't see myself ever going off do you ever see yourself going off the antidepressant absolutely not because for you it's
0: not just a circumstantial thing it's something that's in your body that I I think that it has made me a better person (laughs) I know that sounds crazy but I used to come home all full of emotions that I couldn't deal with at work and I would come home and be the biggest jerk I could to everybody at home. I don't do that anymore. I realized probably a month after I had started taking them that I'm processing things better. I'm I'm letting things happen, you know, and I don't I don't ever want to feel like that again. I don't I don't want to be the excessive warrior. I don't want to come home and unleash every emotion I've ever had on my husband just because he's my safe person.
1: Yeah. I think that takes a big person to recognize that, to recognize that you were hurting the people around you and not having that anxiety makes it easier for you to behave the way that you respect and that you, um, want to behave. Well, Amber, I am so thankful that you were on my show. I really, really appreciate it. It's so wonderful to have people who know you so well and you know so well as well and be able to share them with uh, my listeners. So I just want to thank you again for coming. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And as always, thank you listeners for listening. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. Bye. Thank you so much for listening until the end of our episode. I hope you join us next week. I love hearing from my listeners. So feel free to email me at vmrahealing at gmail.com. VMRA is spelled V-I-A-M-A-R-E, healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G. You can also check out our website at healingmindbodyspiritwithangie.com. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Please join me next week. God bless.